Ladies and gentlemen, no fancy introduction today. No Chippy the Chipmunk, no cheers. Just a sobering message episode about the terrorist attacks in Israel. Please stay tuned. Welcome back, if I can say that. Welcome back to the Table Flippers podcast. Um, The reason I'm having a hard time again with this, ladies and gentlemen, because I've been watching what's going on over in Israel and the reports coming out of Israel and quite frankly I'm I'm stunned I'm sickened and not only am I just uh, what's coming out of Israel itself but what many people are commenting and saying about what's going on in Israel there's I it's so unbelievable that these terrorists can come into Israel and just randomly start shooting civilians men, women, children, killing them, murdering them, <clears throat> not just one or two, like some crazed individual who runs into a bar or even shoots up a school because they're they're legitimately crazy. That's sick enough, and we need to make sure that doesn't happen. But these were many individuals. This wasn't just like one nut who lived in his mom's basement planning something like this because he was always the weirdo and the outcast. These... These are um, Palestinian terrorists, and there were many of them. And they came into Israel, they came into Israel, and not only fired rockets at them, but they came in and started randomly going house to house, in some cases, killing entire families, children, children included. The bar, what's the word, barbarous barbarity, the wickedness, the evil of this is unconscionable. But to even make it worse, and you would ask, Some might ask, well, how can it get worse? Well, it can get worse when you have people such as Muslims all over the world celebrating this wickedness. You have certain celebrities that are showing more concern and more pity for the Palestinians than the Jewish people that are being murdered and um, literally, in some cases, mutilated in their own homes, in their own towns, with and before their own families. This is... um, This is... uh, I'm trying to find the right words, ladies and gentlemen, and I can't. I mean, it's evil and wicked, of course, but it's it's a, it's a uh, wake-up call isn't strong enough. But I'll use that because I can't really put words to what I'm feeling. This is a wake-up call for the rest of the world. This is a wake-up call for each and every one of us as individuals, us as um, citizens, even of the United States as a nation. Because what happened there, number one, okay, what happened there was horrible, uh, absolutely horrible. I can't even imagine what the people there in Israel are even going through now, let alone what they were going through when the this these heinous crimes were being committed against them. I can't even I can't even imagine that, ladies and gentlemen. But you know, and and I'm gonna get on read an article in just a minute and take it back to where the focus really needs to be. But ladies and gentlemen, we have right here in our own home country. I don't know if you guys I know I've been saying this. So I know you know this, but it's got to get beyond just some surface level understanding. Okay, you have to understand this. We have had open borders on the South ever since Biden came in and even before that. And what they have been finding with our open borders is that not just people coming up from Mexico, you know, or with Mexican heritage or um, Central American or South American heritage, they're finding... Chinese operatives mixed in the group. They're finding Middle Eastern men of the same age as these terrorists 
mixed in the group. And those are the only ones they found. How many more have poured into this country? And now there's sleeper cells, possible brand new sleeper cells all over this country just waiting for orders to attack. We have pictures of people coming over the border armed with, with bulletproof vests, um, AR-style uh, weapons, sidearms, camouflage, almost like there's some part of some military or paramilitary group. And we're told that, they're, oh, those are just asylum seekers looking for a better life. Really? Dressed like that? Coming over illegally into our nation? Armed to the teeth? And where did those arms go? Where did those rifles go? Where did all the ammunition go? Where did those pistols go? Where does those uh, bulletproof vests go? I mean, to the best of my ability, if you drive by, and I only say this because the reality that this happens. So before anybody says, oh, he's being racist. No, I'm not. Knock it off. Grow up. When was the last time you drove by or drove to a Home Depot where a lot of people that are here, you know, maybe not all of them are illegal, but many of them are illegal, just looking for day work. How many of them are sitting around waiting for somebody to pull up with a pickup truck and say, get in, I'll, I'll put you to work? How many of them are wearing camouflage head to toe, combat boots, bulletproof vests, and wearing a sidearm? Oh, you don't see that, do you? So again, where did all of that armament go? See, we have this problem, ladies and gentlemen, where people, you know, they, they got the feel goods, and that's what liberal liberalism is all about. That's what the Democratic Party is all about. We feel good because we're doing something. Yeah, you're doing the wrong things. Oh, but we're doing something. We're helping people. Yeah, you're helping people to destroy our nation. Oh, but we're helping people. And Israel, and they've known this for a long time, and they've put up barriers and walls and fences for a long time. That's why all of this is really strange, what's going on in Israel. They were one of the most well-protected nations on the face of the planet. And how all of these terrorists poured into their country undetected. It's possibly, I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but if I was, ladies and gentlemen, I would be thinking this could possibly be, among other things, at least in part, an inside job. That somebody was on the inside that had access to the ability to shut all that down, disrupt it, even if it was for a few moments, because that's all it would take. You know, I, I was reading an article and listening to some saying that, um, in some, some parts where the fence was up and, and the fence was uh, designed in such a way that if you leaned something as light as a ladder on it, the IDF would know exactly where that ladder was and could quickly and easily get to that spot to stop people from coming over the fence. So I, I read um, that they had busted through parts of that fence. And when I say a fence, it's not like it's some chicken wire fence or some chain link fence. These are several fences thick, you know, set several feet apart. And there might be three, four, five fences. So it's not like they can just clip through one fence and they're in. <laughs> they have to get through several barriers to actually get past all of those fences and such. Razor wire, barbed wire. So it's not an easy task to go over it. Certainly not an easy task to go under it. Certainly not an easy task to go through it. And yet they did. How? Some places they actually drove bulldozers through the fence. Well, that will do it. But again, if the alarm system is working, they'll know exactly where that bulldozer is and they could be there within just a few, maybe a minute, maybe two minutes at tops. And they can round up and take care of whatever threat was coming through that fence at that moment. And they didn't know. They didn't know. And here in America, we don't even have a fence in most of our border. 
We don't have anything. And we are told by the Democrats, open borders. That's the nice, sweet thing to do. Because if we don't, it's racist. And yet people that want to kill us have been pouring over our border. And we saw and we've been seeing what's been going on in Israel. And they have fences. They have monitoring systems. They have drones. They have everything needed to protect them. And it still failed. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, we have to put a stop to terrorism 100% of the time for the terrorists in, in order for nobody to be hurt or killed, civilians, innocent people. They only need one chance. We can't ever be wrong at all. But if we're wrong just one time, we see what could happen. My heart goes out to Israel and the Israeli people. My heart goes out to them. I love Israel. I love the Israeli people. And you know, honestly, if they were a bunch of strangers and I've never been there and never visited, it would be irrelevant. These are human beings. And you know what sickens me? Is we have some celebrities here in Hollywood, here in America, that either are not saying anything or they're even still in some weird, strange way Still siding with Palestine. Oh, but they're just a bunch of beat down people. They have no hope. And this is what happens. Uh, Bullcrap. You've never been there. You've never seen it. You've never walked among them. You've never seen what Israel actually does for Palestine. Just another liberal idiot being uh, uh, believing the lie that the Palestinians themselves talk about. Now, here they are murdering people. And there's still people that side with the Palestinians bunch of cowards cowards i want to read to you this article and it's from daily wire but i didn't originally hear this from the daily wire i was just a little while ago i came across a clip of an, a reporter um <clears throat> in israel at one of the kibbutzes that had been overrun by the terrorists a bunch of people murdered and then recaptured by the idf there in israel and then of course these uh, international um News agencies show up with their reporters. And one of the reporters was talking about um, the, atrocity, the atrocities that have, were committed here and that the IDF had found. And that she herself and her fellow um, news teams, news reporters from all over the world, had seen with their own eyes. And she was visibly shaken as she's trying to describe what she saw. And so I went on Daily Wire again just to check it out and see if what she was saying was true and are there actually other news reports coming out about this and lo and behold more news reports are coming out about what actually took place in some of these areas and some of these places at the hands of these Palestinian terrorists and the the name of this article <clears throat> excuse me I'm still recouping from a dust attack but again, this is from Daily Wire, and this uh, article is entitled Palestinian Terrorists Slaughter 40 Israeli Babies, Including Through Decapitation, says a report. This was published today, October 10th, 2023, and uh, the, the name of the writer is Ryan Sa Saavedra. Saavedra. You know, I remember his name, too. So I've, I've uh, used some of his work before. Ryan Saavedra. It's S-A-A-V-E-D-R-A. -A -A. I'm not really sure how to pronounce that. But so it says, oh, and by the way, the, the picture that goes along with this is a door. 
um, that's um, partially open. The the door has a key in it, <clears throat> and it's filled with bullet holes. That you could tell that the door is made of metal, not real super thick like bulletproof metal, but nonetheless metal. There's a big blood splat and stain, and blood dripping down the door. Right, it seems like right in the middle of the door. There's bullet holes all through this door, and the wall next to it has bullet holes in the wall as well. And it says. Israeli forces, military forces, reportedly discovered at least 40 babies that were brutally murdered by Palestinian terrorists in a kibbutz in southern Israel after they drove the terrorists out of the area. Israeli-based I-24 news correspondent Nicole Zedek, reporting from Kfar Aza, said it was hard to even explain exactly the mass casualties that happened right here. Zedek saw, said she saw baby cribs thrown to the side and strollers left behind <clears throat> after upwards of 70 terrorists stormed the community on Saturday, slaughtering entire families and taking numerous hostages. In a kibbutz, babies are typically all housed together in one nursery. The terrorists reportedly set homes on fire to force people out of their safe rooms where they were then gunned down by the Islamic terrorists. It's not a war. It's not a battlefield. It's a massacre. You see the babies, the mother, the father in their bedrooms, in their protection rooms, and how the terrorists killed them, said IDF Major General um, Itai Virov. It's something we used to imagine from our grandmothers, grandfathers, and programs in Europe and other places. This is the Major General saying this of the IDF, trying to wrap his brain around this horrible scene that they come across at this kibbutz. There's a um, <clears throat> tweet on X that's put into this. And it's from I-24 News English, it says. It says about 40 babies were taken out on gurneys. Cribs overturned, strollers left behind, doors left wide open. Our correspondent, Nicole Zedek, continues to sort, survey the horror scenes left behind in the kibbutz Kafar Aza, where Hamas invaded and murdered dozens of Israelis in their homes. Now there's a little um, clip that goes with this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna hit the button, I'm gonna watch it and try to describe it to you as it's playing. Oh, I didn't realize there's gonna be sound to it. Yeah, she's, the camera is showing, let me just stop this, because I, I saw this one earlier. She's pointing out and showing the destruction, homes completely cr crumbled down. There's body bags with people still in them, bodies still in them as they're trying to figure out who these people are exactly and removing the bodies and, Bloodstains everywhere. Bloodstains everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. This article goes on to say, images emerged showing blood-soaked cribs and child car seats where some of the children were murdered. Joe Trusman <clears throat> says this in an ex-tweet. In Israel, Defense Forces source provided FDD's Long War Journal with a photograph of a child's blood-soaked bed in kibbutz Karim Shalom following a Hamas-led attack on the home. And there's a video with this, but it says the following media includes potentially sensitive content. So earlier I clicked on it just to watch it or to look at it. And it's actually a photo and it's a, of a baby bed in a room. The walls are white. The floor is like a white marble tile. There is blood all over the floor, splattered all over the floor, splattered on the wall. And this little, this little baby's crib is filled, soaked with blood, absolutely soaked with blood. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to make sure that you get the link 
to this in the description of this particular episode so that if you have the stomach for it, you can come and look at these images and these videos as well. Let me go on. Ben Shapiro, he uh, puts out a tweet on X. It says, the reality of evil is sickening. Look at it, understanding it, and fight it. This is a picture released by Israeli artist Tomer uh, Peretz from a crib in Kibbutz Barari. <clears throat> this is what Hamas did to babies, children. And again, this crib, this particular crib, has blood stains in it. For me, I am so glad that the this child is not still in this bed and I would be looking at a murdered little baby. But this is a crib. This is not, when I say a bed, it's not a child's bed. It's a baby's crib with blood stains in because Hamas went through there and murdered murdered these babies. Marina Medvin, <clears throat> there's also another link here showing what she tweeted on X. And she is actually um, sharing a tweet from Saka Reutemann. And there is a video with this as well, which I'm going to push play in just a moment. And it says the video contains graphic content. So I can't really see what's behind it. So I'm going to hit it. it takes me to Twitter. <clears throat> oh, this is the one I watched earlier. Saka Rotman writes, barbaric, inhumane, cruel, cold-blooded, savage, primitive, ruthless, diabolic, heinous, brutal, merciless, and monstrous. Washington Post analysis of Hamas videos shows that four hostages were killed shortly after being captured on Saturday morning. And what this video is, it's four women being paraded down the street by these terrorists, by these Palestinians, okay? And then the video is kind of like done in half. One side is blurred out, so you can't really see it, and it's just showing these women being marched down the street. When the second half comes into view and they blur out the first half, you can clearly see the bodies of these four women murdered, laying in their own blood at the end of the street where these Palestinians took these four women, unarmed women, to the end of the street and brutally murdered them in cold blood. <sighs> Marina... Medvin also tweets, Barbarian Palestinians execute so many babies and children. I keep seeing these stories. And along with her tweet, there's there's a little video clip. And there's four, or three, I'm sorry, three pictures, still images, of car seats covered in blood. It looks like a vehicle with the back seat covered in blood. And again, I clicked on that one because it has a little video clip. That, oh, I see. It's just a still image of a video clip. But nonetheless, it's two different car seats covered in blood, in the backseat of a vehicle, covered in blood from these Palestinian terrorists who killed innocent children. It says French journalist Margot Haddad confirmed reports of Hamas killing and beheading. This oh. French journalist Margot Haddad confirmed reports of Hamas killing and beheading children and infants under two years old. That's it. The information is out. It's so macabre that no one wanted to reveal it until they had 100% confirmation. Infants and children under two years old were beheaded by Hamas in the kibbutz of Kafar Azah. It is a horror, a massacre, Haddad wrote. For those asking for the source, there are multiple Israeli army, internal intelligence services, and, and atrocious images which reached me and which I was able to cross-check but the best source remains this, courageous journalists from the foreign press who were able to see, agreed to see with their own eyes, the bodies in Kafar Azah. I, I, um, I, she, she puts a tweet on X and, and 
It lo- to me, I'm not like a linguist, but it looks like she wrote it in uh, French, I guess. It looks like French to me, so I can't understand what she wrote. But the image is an image at um, one of these kibbutzes with a Israeli soldier standing next to four body bags, at least four body bags. Some of those body bags look pretty big, like possibly there's more than one body in those bags. But nonetheless, at least four murdered people there, right there. The article goes on to say, More than 900 Israelis have been killed and 2,600 more injured from the terrorist attacks. At least 11 Americans were killed, and it is believed that Americans are among those who were kidnapped and are being held hostage inside Gaza. Terrorists launched thousands of rockets into Israel early Saturday morning on the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War, sending people throughout the country running for bomb shelters. Israel said in a statement that terrorists had fired at least 4,500 rockets at the country. Simultaneously, the terrorists used drones to drop bombs on Israeli defenses on the border, rendering them inoperable as terrorists use explosives and bulldozers to smash through Israel's border wall. More than 1,000 terrorists then flooded into the country on paragliders, boats, motorcycles, trucks, and by foot as they hunted down innocent civilians door-to-door, to slaughter or to kidnap. Ladies and gentlemen, I am, as I am looking at this and going through these things, I am, uh, I am beside myself. I am absolutely beside myself. I, I, I can't even imagine. Uh, uh, I've often thought this, you know, when thinking of people such as Hitler and the horrible things that he has done or any of these, any mass murderer, any murderer for that point, but especially mass murder, genocidal kind of murder. I've often wondered, how could people be so wicked and so evil? When you hear about the um, the atrocities of communism and upwards of 100 million people being murdered through communism, many of them in heinous ways, like being starved to death or worked to death, tortured, things of that nature. And I've often want, when I, when I learn of these things and I see these things or hear of these things, I sit back and wonder, how can anybody be so evil? I understand people are not always the brightest and not always the most righteous, but wickedness on that level, I just can't understand. I really, I can't even imagine it. I can't put myself in that situation. And yet, our Jewish brothers and sisters lived through it because of the wickedness of these Palestinian Muslim terrorists. These cowards. These cowards. So cowardly are they that they didn't square off with the IDF. Instead, they went into a kibbutz. They went into the nursery. Shot, murdered, and even beheaded infants. Little babies under two years old. Uh, if beheaded is too nice of an, a word, let me describe it for you, ladies and gentlemen, so you get the full effect. You might get upset at me. You may even say, I shouldn't do this. I'm going to do it because you need to understand. You need to understand the mentality of these wicked people. So you will not fall prey to the media that tries to prop up the Palestinians as this group of people that are just good at heart. And that if Israel would stand down, they would just be at peace. Israel stands down every time. And all it does is embolden these wicked, evil cowards to not only try again, but to do something worse. And I don't know how bad it's going to get if these terrorists cutting off little babies' heads isn't enough for the world to be outraged. I'm not so sure this world is worth saving. So what is a beheading of anybody, let alone a child, say a one-year-old little baby taking a knife and cutting at that 
neck of that one-year-old until you can completely remove the head from the body. What kind of wicked, evil, coward does this? Palestinian Muslim terrorists. You will never, ever, ever be able to convince me that the Palestinians are just peace-loving people that want to be left alone. Peace-loving people don't cut off babies' heads. Peace-loving people, even those fighting for their freedoms, don't cut off babies' heads. That's pure evil. That's wickedness. That's disgusting on every level. And I can't imagine anybody standing up for that and saying, oh, that's okay, or turning their other cheek as if it didn't happen, or saying, yeah, but, and then trying to come up with some excuse as to how this is acceptable behavior from one human being to another, let alone infants and babies. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, again, I'm at my wit's end. I don't even know if I could have a real, at least intelligent, peaceful conversation with anybody that would disagree or that would support the Palestinians on any level. I don't know that I could do that. This is wicked. This is evil. This is horrible. This is disgusting. This is perverted. This is beyond belief. And I, for one, refuse, refuse to support such wickedness, such evil, such unrighteousness, and such cowardice. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. I had to you probably won't hear this in the because of the editing but I had to turn off my recorder for just a moment get myself together as I did I was just taking a deep breath flipping through some daily wire looking at some of the, just the headlines and this one caught my attention so I'm going to wrap this episode up with this article again from daily wire it says 14 Americans murdered by Hamas U.S. citizens taken hostage according to Joe Biden the picture associated with this is it's kind of a strange picture. I think Joe Biden's trying to look tough. Kamala Harris in the background looking just like she's completely bored. She doesn't even want to be there. And Uncle Joe gritting his teeth. I don't know, doing his best, Clint Eastwood. But Clint Eastwood actually looked tough when he did it. But anyways, he looks more constipated than anything. I'm sorry, but he does. Fist clenched like he's like a real tough guy. <sighs> Stay in your lane, Joe. It says President Joe Biden was an hour and a half late to his press conference on Tuesday to update the nation about the terror attacks in Israel. So he was an hour and a half late. I'm going to give him a little bit of grace because I don't even know why he was late, but he was an hour and a half late to give such an important update to the nation about the terror attacks in Israel. You know, I'm sure he was meeting with heads of security and, and intelligence and military, giving them the green light to go in there and smash some heads. Of course he was. That's what he was doing, right? Because Uncle Joe, I mean, the picture says it all. He's a tough guy. Yeah, right. Anyways, it says, he said that 14 Americans were murdered in the Saturday attacks by Hamas, a Palestinian Islamic terrorist organization, in addition to more than 1,000 Israelis. Thousands more were injured. The U.S., president confirmed that U.S. citizens were also taken hostage. He said that the U.S. would provide intelligence to the Israelis. Now listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. That the U.S. would provide intelligence to the Israelis in their efforts to recover the hostages. Now some of those hostages are our own people. It goes on to say, but he did not suggest that U.S. forces would be involved in any way in trying to rescue their fellow countrymen. Now maybe he was just keeping his keeping it quiet because secretly they're already there. Maybe that's why he was an hour and a half late. He was prepping them. I don't know. But I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen. If I was president, 
I'd give the green light on everyone in our armed forces, getting them ready to get in there and kick some major butt for murdering 14, at least that we know of 14 Americans, and taking hostage many more. I would demand that every one of those hostages be brought to us unscathed and unharmed. And if any war Americans died, we'll turn that whole Gaza Strip into a parking lot. I know some of you are saying, well, thank God he's not the president. I don't know. Maybe we need somebody like that in there. <sighs> Anyways, it says he said that U.S. Oh, I already read that. The 80-year-old president refused to answer questions from reporters about yet another foreign crisis that has erupted on his watch as experts and U.S. officials point to his weakness in foreign policy as a contributing factor. Of course it's his weakness. Nobody in the world, there isn't a terrorist organization, there isn't a dictator in the world, there isn't a government in the world that's afraid of Joe Biden. They're not afraid of the United States right now. Not afraid whatsoever because of Joe Biden. I mean, when he's trying to look tough and when he's trying to make it sound like he's gonna come in there with a firm hand, it actually, he looks constipated, ladies and gentlemen. That's how, how much strength the American people have right now. A constipated president. That's our strength. That's our man of the hour. That's the commander in chief. An 80 year old with constipation. I don't know about you. Do you feel safe? Do you feel empowered? Do you feel like America is about to step into its best days? Back down all you wimp cowardlies because America's on. No. <sighs> Anyways, let me just go on. My blood pressure is already out the off the chart right now. Biden claimed that his administration stood with Israel and would be providing support, but he failed to mention the Islamic Republic of Iran, which recent reports from the Washington Post and Wall Street Journal have said was behind the attacks. Well, of course they were, with U.S. money. Uncle Joe gave Iran $6 billion, and that's, um, at least part of that $6 billion was used to fund this. The Iranian parliament and Iranian leaders praised the Palestinian terrorists for murdering Jews. They were cheering in chambers. They were cheering in the chambers there in Iran that this was going on. And again, what is this? This is a failure of Joe Biden. It's a failure of the Democrat voter. You voted for this if you voted for Joe Biden, if you voted Democrat. Anyways, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said during the White House press conference that there were more than 20 Americans still unaccounted for, which he said did not necessarily mean that they had all been taken hostage. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're still missing 20 Americans. We don't know where they're at. Oh, but, 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 but uh, does it mean that they're hostages? Yeah, I am <clears throat> beside myself. I am beside myself. In crisis, typically in crisis, it brings the country together. But this is one of those crises that is going to divide the country even more. Why? Because those of us who have at least three brain cells in our head that are still working, can connect the dots very, 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 very easily. In July of 2022, a little over a year ago, Joe Biden gave the Palestinians $613 million. Less than a month ago, he gave Iran $6 billion. Iran takes the money that Joe Biden gave them. The Palestinians take some of that money that Joe Biden gave them, and they buy weapons, and they come up with a scheme and a plan to attack Israel, and they do. And now 14 Americans are dead, at least 14, many more taken hostage, 20 unaccounted for, hundreds, around a thousand Israeli, innocent Israelis murdered, babies with their heads cut off, women 
executed on the streets. And the Democrat voter made all of this possible because they voted in a president that supports our enemies. People who chant death to America, death to Israel, and he gives our money. Our Democrat, Joe Biden, gives money to our enemies that want to see us dead and want to see Israel dead. And then sits back and wonders, uh, how did all of this happen? You Democrats should be ashamed of yourself, absolutely ashamed of yourself. And now Uncle Joe, still trying to relieve himself of this constipation, won't even commit to sending ground troops in to the Gaza Strip to get our people home and to help the Israelis. This is unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. I've said this before, I say it again. Elections have results, and you are seeing the result of the last presidential election. You cast a vote for a Democrat, you are seeing the result of your vote for these demon craps in office. You are seeing the result of your vote. Now live with it and repent. I wanna thank everybody that supports Israel. I wanna thank everybody that supports the Jewish people and the Jewish state. My heartfelt appreciation to each and every one of you. It's time for us to pray. It's time to seek the face of God on behalf of our brothers and sisters, our allies, our friends there in Israel. May God bless you all.